Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. There we go. Now we can hear it. So thanks, Matt. <laughs> he pushed the right button. Uh, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Uh, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, last week, we talked a little bit about Tesla and uh, how they're going to hit the 200,000 car mark and that uh, tax subsidy is going to go away. And there's all sorts of concerns if the subsidy goes away, if people are not going to buy their $100,000 cars and if they're not going to get their $7,500 uh, in tax credits. And I talked about how distasteful it was for most of us. You know, If you want to buy a, a $100,000 car, I'm a capitalist pig. Go ahead. Buy three of them for all I care. But don't make me subsidize it. Um, so that's going away. And it turns out, literally, the Germans agree with me. <laughs> Um, German uh, Tesla drivers are told to return the $4,600 electric subsidy they were getting for their Model S's uh, because they're more than $60,000. The Germans are the same thing. Guys, you can afford a $60,000 car. We're not going to give you five 5000 bucks to buy it. And they're going to literally claw it back from folks who have taken the subsidy as out of their taxes. And uh, so anything, any, any car you bought in Germany – before March 6th, and you receive the so-called environmental bonus. <laughs> we can discuss whether or not a Tesla is more environmentally friendly or not, considering the manufacturer could also produce produces an awful lot of carbon. But they are getting, getting they're being asked to give back their their forty six hundred dollar um, subsidy because the Germans are saying saying this is ridiculous. So what the government gives, the government can take, take it away. away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was kind of really funny because uh, I had some folks that, that drive Teslas that are upset with, upset with my, my feelings on subsidizing $100,000 vehicles, but the Germans agree with me. Um, now, Germany, the funny thing about Germany, um, well, it's not that funny. If you're an electric rate payer in Germany, you pay the highest electric rates on the planet um, because they use uh, subsidies through their electric bills to cover solar. And German, German, Germany itself has got tons of solar out there, but they just, you know, they, they bill you for it through your electric bill. So instead of having lower electric rates, uh, they have the highest um, that you can find because of how they approached their, uh, their green energy. You so. mean it costs more to run a uh, solar than <laughs> it costs to do <laughs> Well, it seems to be because uh, they're still paying for all that, all those uh, panels up there. What do you got, Bob? Well, I got a bunch. I know we talked about this other one, but since you brought it up about the energy thing, mm. the uh, Apple Watch, Fitbit, you like that? Mm. Those are pretty good items, aren't they? I guess. Yeah. They could be hit with uh, Trump's tariffs on China-produced goods. Oh, boy. Okay. So, well, Of course, uh, everything's being hit by tariffs. Gadgets like 
Apple Watches, Fitbit activity trackers, and Sonos speakers could be impacted by the $200 uh, billion list of U.S. tariffs on goods made in China, government ruling show. Mm-hmm. So uh, the article goes on why, because they're considered uh, in a classic classification that they uh, transmit, you know, uh, signals, something like that. Yeah. But uh, but they're going to exempt uh, iPhones. So, oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trump promised uh, Tim Cook that that wouldn't happen. So I got an article on that. I don't want to talk about it too much. Well, yeah, the tariffs are a big mess. We'll see what happens yeah. with all those. Anyway, uh, we were talking about off air. Waymo hits eight million self-driven test miles. Waymo. That just reminds me of like something I used to pick, you know, in the seventies, Whammo or something like that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right. Slip and slide. <laughs> yeah, right. But this is not a slip and slide. This has to be. This is well, autonomous vehicles. Well, hopefully, it's not a slip and slide. <laughs> Anyway, uh, CEO John Krafzik says the company is now amassing 25,000 miles of autonomously, autonomously driven test miles every day. Wow. Waymo's autonomous car project isn't just continuing to rack up test miles at a furious pace. Mm-hmm. It's accelerating exponentially. Wow. John Krafzik, the head of Alphabet, we know who Alphabet owns. Right. They own Google. Google. Automated Mobility Division has uh, revealed in a new tweet that as of July 18th, Waymo vehicles have now amassed 8 million miles of self-driven testing on public roads. What's more, it's accumulated the last million miles in just one month at a rate of 25,000 miles per day. Wow. Those are claimed real-world miles, plus an additional 5 billion-plus miles in simulation. I think that's us, like, sitting behind, uh, or uh, what you call it? On an Xbox or something like that? Yeah, you know, doing that simulated driving. No, why not? Yeah. Yeah, well, you can crash the car in simulation. Oh, yeah. It doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't no. cost any money. You That's know? probably smart of them to do it first. Anyway, um, the, to put that in perspective, we reported on November 28th that the company had hit a total of 4 million miles. Mm-hmm. Waymo has doubled that number driven in just eight months. Wow. Waymo has been at the forefront of automated transportation development since before the division was spun out of Google, and it continues to develop self-driving hardware and software with the mindset that intermediate level two and level three partially automated systems are a developmental dead end compared to level four or five, which is full autonomy. Mm-hmm. Waymo's rapid acceleration in testing and evaluation is likely to uh, is unlikely to slow anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Earlier this month, the company took delivery of its first three Jaguar I-Pace SUVs. Of course, they only use the hundred thousand dollar electric vehicles for their testing. For a new batch of nothing all, but the Corinthian leather. All well, the I uh, <laughs> the I-Pace SUVs Jaguars. It's nice. Are yeah. all electric? Yes, they are. So they're going to be all electric, and that's on. Uh, so the. The test vehicles will eventually number 20,000 on mm-hmm. top of the company's announcement in May yep. that it plans to purchase 62,000 Chrysler Pacifica hybrid minivans for automated use. Nice. So you're going to be tooling around either in a Jaguar I-Pace SUV. Or a minivan. Or a Chrysler Pacifica <laughs> minivan. With this technology. Well, yeah, but you won't be driving it. No, it'll be driving itself. You'll be sitting in the back seat, you know. Yeah. Putting uh, a couple of cold ones or something. <laughs> Hopefully you're paying know. attention to the road. The funny thing is, though, well, if it's not funny or not, on YouTube, you can always find these videos about you know how you should not drive. I just ha- happened to run, run across it last night. I was just you know poking around YouTube. And, man, there's people who just can't drive. So maybe autonomous dri- uh, vehicles will, so- will reduce our crashes, uh, hopefully. In well, that, that's what they want. Actually, yeah. I think that the government wants autonomous vehicles because they believe that if you take the human element out, there won't be any more accidents. Right. And if you have less accidents, you'd have less insurance claims, less lawsuits. 
Everything everything could be cheaper if it works. If it works, I like, hope it works. Like the Tesla that crashed into the semi. The stuff truck. happens. Yeah, they're still working <laughs> on it. And the auto, uh, autonomous car that hit that uh, cyclist. Yeah. Well, and, she shouldn't have um, been watching Hulu. That that person was watching Hulu <laughs> while the car was driving. You got to be that. I, I don't trust. Well, the problem with us is we don't trust technology the way other folks do. So. How could you sit there in a car? Because we know how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah, we know how the sausage is made. <laughs> Are you crazy? Uh, so, yeah, watching Hulu while the car's driving is just nutty to me. Well, you know, I'm out on the road every day, and I oh, see I a lot of these people out there. And you know what scares me the most is when I see somebody behind me, right. and their eyes are going up and down, On the cell down. phone, I know. As, well, it's not that they're on the cell phone. They're texting while they're driving. They could be. And yeah. they're driving worse than any drunk I've ever seen on I the know. road. I know. They, they gotta, there is technology, you'd think, that would stop this issue. Well, some cars, I've noticed that there are cars that actually block you from using that technology hmm. when you're in motion. Well, not on your own cell phone, though. They it's don't have the way to do phone, that. But I can't manipulate, let's say, my GPS while I'm yes. driving. I have to pull over. Well, that's also truly annoying. Um, I, if I've got a co-pilot, like the wife, she can type in the, the address, not in my minivan, I must stop. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm a responsible driver. I can let the co-pilot type in the address. Well, and thankfully, true. with Android Auto, going through my, my dashboard, I can do that. And then I override the Honda thing. That's saving my life, but it's ridiculous. I mean, there's levels of this technology. I mean, your smartphone you should not be using, obviously, while you're driving. You shouldn't be looking up and down. You shouldn't be texting. Um, all that has to happen. It's got to stop, and we have to figure out how to do it. I'm sure there is. I'm sure Blumenthal's working on that. Yeah. I would tend to think <laughs> that a lot of these rear-ender crashes we see almost every day on the highway is yeah. because of that, because I see so oh, many people texting. I just saw one driving. on the Berlin Turnpike. She literally just drove right into the back of a stopped car. Yeah. She was not paying attention. Bonk. <laughs> Runs right into it. <laughs> so in other news, speaking of Blumenthal, because he talked about last week how he was going to save us from our smart TVs, and he was one he submitted to Samsung a request to find out if the TVs were tracking us, tracking our, our what we watch on TV and where we where we surf. So I thought it was kind of funny. Uh this is a July uh I'm sorry, an October twenty fourteen article because we kind of talked about the fact that this is old news guys so we have an article that you can review how to turn off smart tv tracking <laughs> it's a four-year-old article so clearly well it's just another senators are a little behind. Where, you know not just senator blumenthal but most politicians i think are a day late and that makes us a dollar short <laughs> i was going to say they're definitely not a dollar short uh so they even break it down by manufacturer samsung samsung tracks how you use your t- your smart tv if you agree to its t's and c's if you decline you can't you can't access the smart tv service if you do agree you can stop the tv tracking your viewing habits by declining the recommendations privacy notice in the smart hub settings of menu. So this this goes down each manufacturer. This is a four-year-old article about how to stop your TV from tracking you. Um, so it's, again, some of these senators are a little behind uh, the uh, IT technology. Uh, oh, yes, and by the way, Facebook's watching what you're doing too. So does that mean in <laughs> order for me to actually make it work, I have to buy a four-year-old smart TV? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But the opt-out stuff is really getting annoying to me, too. Um, you really shouldn't have to opt out. It should be by default you that you are opt opted in. out. Yeah, you have to be opted in really should be the requirement. And that really should be a simple law written in eighth-grade language so that anybody can say, look, if you want to if you want to have your tracking, you need to opt in. It should be simple. Well, you know what that. they should do, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. is they should 
send out one of those annoying little pop-ups that comes up on your screen and say, oh, if you want to use this service or, right. you know, you want this uh, feature, you must, yeah, you must opt then in. you must opt in. They do that too, though. That's the problem. So the product doesn't even work unless you do opt in. And well, that gets But ridiculous. that's fine, but at least you have a choice yeah. rather than opting you in and forcing you to say, hey, wait a minute, I don't want this information shared. Well, and speaking of that, Google just got hit with a $5 billion fine from the EU. I don't know if you have that article or not. I don't have it with me, but yeah, I read the article it had to, It had to do with the fact that they offer Chrome, and supposedly you can't use other browsers on your phone, but you can. Not a problem. And then they have that search bar below where it's a, that Google uh, search bar. And uh, the EU is saying, hey, you can't, you know, kind of can't monopolize the Android phone that the person purchased realizing it's from Google. <laughs> uh, if they don't want to. Guys, if you buy an Android device, you realize it's an Android device. If you buy an Apple device, you're probably going to use Safari, and you're probably going to use Siri. Probably using Google Assistant on, on an Apple is probably pretty hard. Mm. Um, obviously, these, these companies are all trying to get in your, your, their own ecosphere. And so good luck to the EU. I mean, America tried to do this with um, Microsoft and uh, way with, back when with Windows Internet 95. Ex- yeah, 95 and Internet Explorer. And I guess... We won, sort of. Yeah, Mr. Blumenthal was involved in that, too. So we'll see what the EU does for their $5 billion fine. we got to step out for a quick break. Uh, we got two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSCs that comes in and helps me out. With uh, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns, let's go on to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Paul in Nagadak. Hey, Paul. Hi. Hi, Eric. Bob. Uh, I have a question. Uh, my computer, I have a Dell. It mm-hmm. just started popping up recently. It says low disk space in the right-hand corner. Yeah. Lower. You are running out of disk space on local disk F. Click here to see if you can free space on this disk. I know. I click on it. <laughs> it's tiny. Well, yeah. Um, basically, what it is is you're running Windows 10, right? Yeah. So Windows 10 had an update, and during the update, they forgot to rehide that drive from the system. Okay. It's basically a system recovery drive, most likely, um, and it's labeled F for you, and right. it's running out of. It's not technically running out of space. It's just a little tiny, little tiny partition that is very small. And and Windows is saying, "Hey, this is small. I wonder if Paul knows that." Go ahead. Nothing gets written on that drive. That's why it's not really running out of space. Right. It is what it is. But it's driving annoying, you nuts. But- <laughs> it's, it's driving you nuts, right, Paul? It's very annoying. Yeah. Well, Microsoft, what can I say? Um, this is a <laughs> common issue. Should well, I, should I click on that to see if you can free space? No, you have to rehide it. Uh, freeing up space is, is, is basically just as insane because you're, what you're trying to do is, is fix something that's not broken. I got you. Welcome to Microsoft. I got it. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) And they really shouldn't be telling you it's broken because they just are dinglings and don't realize that your drive is the hidden drive that they make on purpose (laughs) when they set the system up. It's so so, so stupid. It's ridiculous. They could have just fixed the update and reissued it. Oh, forget that. Um, (laughs) And this happens almost every other update. This is not the first time this happens. This happens more than once, I think. So we've got links from past shows, Paul, and we can put the link up there again to show you how to hide that drive letter again from Microsoft so it doesn't tell you it's running out of space of a drive it should know it's not running out of space for. <laughs> so, so I'll just go on your LinkedIn and find it. Okay. Yeah, it's good. it's a couple simple steps. You're going to go in there and you're going to change the properties of the drive to be rehidden, and that'll stop that'll stop the the operating system from losing its mind. I got you. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Paul. Take care. All right, bye bye. 
That's the thing about technology. It's supposed to make our lives easier. It's supposed to be smart. That's the whole irony of a smart house. How can we divine a smart house and how can we come up with a smart car if the operating system of a computer in the year 2018 can't realize that the component that is supposed to be hidden is not running out of space? I know programmers out there are going to say, oh, there's a lot of code, Eric, in the operating system. Yeah, there is. Millions and millions of lines. But you've written this operating system a bazillion times over. Doesn't it seem kind of stupid? Well, what happened to the little script that they have that says, unhide. And then rehide. This this hidden drive. Right. Give it a letter. Do the update. Hide the, the yeah. drive so that it's now hidden again. It's crazy. And you, you just got to ask yourself, if they can't do that right. I mean, that's a process that should be written down. It should be ingrained in in their company. Yeah. I mean, and people I, are we're we're all making we all make mistakes. They're all done by humans, right? But come on, we've gotten that call now, and Matt can be our witness so many times. Well, we posted to it last week, and we've done it weeks the week before. before. Oh yeah, and the week before that. <laughs> come on, Microsoft, get on the ball. All right, so we got about one minute, Matt. No, we don't. <laughs> Literally one minute. So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. So feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, let us know if you have any questions, comments, and concerns with your computers. Also, um, got a friend uh, whose uh, brother had put some money down on his $35,000 Model 3 Tesla, and now it's not available. And he's pretty cranky. So he pulled the uh, deposit and said, I'm going to go find a different car. Uh, are you one of those folks who are a little disappointed in the fact that Tesla has pretty much removed the possibility of buying an affordable Tesla for the foreseeable future? They insist it'll be available someday, but most of the test drives of these Model 3s, the thing is priced out at 78 grand. So you're not looking at an affordable car yet. So were you one of those guys? That I thought put the they deposit? were supposed to be 35 grand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're gone. So I'm just curious if you're one of those guys. We'll be right back, or gals. <laughs> And we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab or Hitch, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning and the rest of the week is going to stink. And you want to enjoy the weather while you got it. But uh, we're here, Pasty White Computer Geeks here in the studio, trying to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, so feel free to get online. Um, also, I'm curious to see how you did with your Amazon Prime uh, day. We have a story about that uh, where Amazon on the 16th was a mess. All you saw was pictures of dogs when you tried to order stuff. I'm not a big online ordering guy, but I happen to need to buy a few uh, MP3s uh, for a mix CD that I put together for our family, and uh, it was like pulling teeth just to just to surf that and try to get to purchase the silly, well, silly MP3s. How they fixed it was kind of interesting. They reboot the server. <laughs> no, they didn't have enough servers to handle the volume. I know. And aren't they supposed to be well? They blocked, Amazon Web Services. Aren't they, they blocked to all be? the Europeans from being able to purchase on Amazon in order to cut down the volume. Not the Europe. That sounds horrible. Oh yeah, they kept out the Europeans. I'm surprised that the EU won't find them. For yeah. It. <laughs> Holy moly! Trump didn't tweet that. Something about that. Holy moly! Oh yeah, that was their solution and to literally get, keep Europe. Out. Uh, you, you know, you, you got to read this article because it's kind of interesting. 
This reportedly happened 15 minutes after uh, Prime Day. A 36-hour sale featuring more than 1 million deals kicked off at noon Pacific time on Monday. Mm-hmm. Amazon reportedly had to manually add servers to try to keep up with the traffic surge. Experts who reviewed the documents told CNBC this indicated the company's auto-scaling feature might not have been working leading up to the crash. <laughs> About an hour after Prime Day kicked off, uh. an update on the status of Amazon servers said, currently out of capacity for scaling. Looking for at scavenging hardware. So, <laughs> <laughs> now this is the biggest cloud on the planet, and it it can't handle. Yeah, AWS. Yeah, right, yeah. Oops. A breakdown enables uh, Amazon's internal co- computational storage system reportedly led to glitches across Prime authentication and video playback. Right. A status update a little earlier at one uh, p.m. Pacific time gave Sable Red emergency. It gave Sable a red emergency alert and said it was running hot and cannot scale, according to CNBC. We were experiencing failures, mostly related to Sable, an update reportedly said. Wow. Alexa, Prime, Now, and Twitch also experienced issues on Prime Day. Oh, no. Some warehouses reportedly couldn't scan products or pack orders for a while. So they had all those people hanging around with nothing to do, and they're paying them. Well, there were also, a lot of them were also striking. On top of that, they had some pretty upset workers. So even after putting up a scaled-down fallback front page and restricting international traffic... And showing all the dog pictures. Amazon site's <laughs> error rate reportedly got worse until around 1.05 p.m. Pacific time yeah. and improved drastically at 1.10 p.m. Pacific time. Mm. A person familiar with the matter told CNBC mm. that the office was chaotic with more than 300 people joining an emergency conference call at one point. Oh, that's a massive committee. I yeah. saw that's a... <laughs> That's why I they was, couldn't fix it. They were all I, uh, on conference call. Why don't we try this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was trying to just literally buy some MP3s, and I was probably around 7 o'clock in the evening, uh, Eastern time, and all I was getting was dog pictures. Well, there's a line here at close, Big oops. To, close to the end of the article. It says, Amazon didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. That's because yeah. they were all they working were on the system being down. <laughs> yeah, they're scavenging some uh, old hardware. All right, let's get to your calls. We have three lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're going to go to Larry in Atlanta, Georgia. Morning, Larry. How are you? Guys, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, thanks for listening Guys, down there. Thank you so much. Uh I'm kind of computer novice. Right. My challenge is um, I travel a lot and I've got a couple of hundred um, email addresses of people I met you know, on different trips. Yeah. And I would love to find the easy way to keep in touch with them you know, using, the e- using, using emails. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea about social networking, so can you guys give me some good advice and guidance as to how I could do this? So you want to just understand how to better deal with your contacts and email? Well, yeah, I, I've, got, I've got hundreds of emails, yeah. right? And so is there, is, there, is there an efficient way of using my email addresses to keep in touch with all these people? It depends on how you want to keep in touch with them. But generally, it's a, you're looking at a contact manager, and Outlook would work. Um, have you used Outlook before? I have not, no. Okay. So I would, have you rec- I would recommend you look at Microsoft Outlook. And uh, basically, you would then um, create contacts within Outlook based on those email addresses, and you'd build these contacts uh, over time. 
And then you'd know, you know, my address would be in there, Bob's address would be in there, Sam's address would be in there. Um, okay. And uh, it's all based on you entering the emails into a contact manager, though. Well, you can typically right-click on an email and add them into your contact list. On the fly. On the fly. While you're using Outlook. In, in Outlook. And then the other thing you can do, if you want to send out the same message to a bunch of people, you can create yes. groups. So you can create groups with the com, uh, contacts that you've accumulated. Right. So ah. then... By using Fantastic. a group, you can send out mul- uh, one email to multiple Everybody. people all at once. Or you can. Wow, fantastic! Okay. Sorry, guys. Also, you can blind. You can blind CC. You can carbon copy as well. With even without groups, if you know if it's only a few email addresses you want it to kind of pop in the blind CC or the or the CC of an email, you could do that too. But you got to start with a product, and I think Outlook is a good one to start with. Now let me ask you on Outlook: Are, are there any limitations to how many emails you can have in one group? I I think some people, you know, some some programs have that. I mean, is is it unlimited? Pretty much for what you would do, I bet, Larry, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're you're not going to run out of space or the number of contacts you can have in, <laughs> yeah. in uh, Outlook. And I would recommend just purchasing the product. You could rent it from Microsoft forever if you wish with their 365, but they still right now give you the ability to buy it once, so you can go out and buy the Office Suite, uh, two hundred fifty bucks or so. And uh, that'll include okay. Word and Excel as well. I think you can buy Outlook by itself, uh, but it's probably going to be about a hundred and so. It's almost as much by itself as it is to buy it in the suite. In the bundle, yeah. Um, guys, guys, let me ask you a uh, last question: Are there any, if you know, are there any what they call it, freeware programs that I can use that have the same features that Outlook would have? So, not that come to mind. And it, you could all you could take a look at Thunderbird. It might have a, a contact management, which is a it's an e- an email tool that might have contact management built in, but it may not be as good as Outlook. I have not used okay. it. I'm an Out- we use Outlook all the time because of our what we do in our business. Outside, uh, so outside of good. outside of Outlook, from the clients that I've seen, when they purchase a contact management software, it's usually uh, more expensive right. because. One of the things with uh, Outlook is it works best when it's used in conjunction with an Exchange server. Mm, yes, it'll be better for that. Yeah, but so, in your case, you probably have Pop Mail, so it'll probably still work. But you're going to manage your contacts. So check out Thunderbird. Uh, I bet you it's got a bit of a contact management management system in there. We'll put a link to Thunderbird for you um, as an email client option. Okay, but, guys. Last question. You mentioned a server. Would I have to have a server for this? Or I can no. Pop Mail. You've okay. got Pop Mail now, right? You've got your mail from a third party, like yeah. your your yeah. yeah. You can use Pop Mail. Yeah. You just got to you just got to configure the mailbox in Outlook. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Larry. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Bye bye. So I said a call from Georgia. There you go. It might be the first one. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go more locally. We're going to go to Perry in Stafford Springs. Hey, Perry, were you on earlier? Good morning. Yes, I was. I, was, I had another call come in and had to, okay. had to re-get in line. I felt bad. I felt bad when that. I saw you drop off, so I'm sorry, too. No problem. Uh, on startup, I'm getting a, a message uh, that's this code execution cannot proceed because, and then it gives me a rather lengthy uh, deal here. It's uh, C colon backslash windows dot old backslash users backslash user backslash app data backslash roaming backslash Verizon backslash 
UA underscore AR backslash MFC nine zero dot dill hmm. was not found. Reinstating the program may fix the problem. Sounds like you've got a Verizon program on that computer. Okay. Do you? I believe so, yes. All right. So reinstating it is kind of like saying reinstalling it. You may want to uninstall it and reinstall it. Go ahead, Bob. Bob has another thought, though. He well, thinks he if, might have seen this before. Have if you? you uninstall it, you want to follow that path. You've written it down, which is very good. Follow that path down, and then when you get into that local uh, or local low or whatever, uh, uh, what you call it, rename that folder. So when you reinstall it, it creates a new one. Because if there's a corrupt file or something, when you reinstall it, you may have the same error. By renaming it, it creates a new one with all new files in it. What Verizon tool are you using, Perry, on your computer? Is it for your bill I, or something? I'm really not sure. I'm going to have to have to go into the programs and double-check that. Uh, I had had a problem with that some time ago where it was was wanting to update uh, and it was kind of a generic message to update, and I talked to you guys, and you were able to uh, nail it down to a Verizon update. Hmm. We fixed it for you? Yep. That's good to know. Great job. <laughs> we, know, we always just hope we're helping people <laughs> in general. There you go. Now, you're somebody. a bigger help than you think. Good, good, good. Uh, so this is probably related to that, again, that Verizon program. Um, My guess would be it's probably like the backup. Yeah, maybe you're – Maybe have you connected your phone to your computer lately? Uh, no, actually I haven't. Hmm. I usually I, – I've done that in the past uh, – transferring pictures and yeah. that sort of thing. That's what probably is happening. You probably have a tool there that's kind of sitting around and failing. Um, so, yeah, so like Bob said, you can, you can navigate to that entire directory string that you gave us and rename that last directory to old, right, Bob? Right. And that way, then you try to find the Verizon software and just you can uninstall it and then forget about it. I mean, if you don't need it anymore, who cares, yeah, right? And then you can delete yeah. that folder. Yeah, so you can just do that um, and then delete the folder, like Bob said, or try to reinstall it again, but that might be harder to do if you don't know where the software is coming from. It may load right. automatically when you plug in your phone. It might say, oh, i got to load this uh, automatically for you, but I'm not sure. You, if you don't care to use it right now, I would just uninstall it. Or, or when you plug it in, it might say, click here to download the Verizon, whatever it is, manager right. or backup right. utility, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. All right. So Very getting, good. I yeah. appreciate it. You're welcome, Perry. Thanks a lot. Have right. a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. So, again, getting rid of it if you're not going to use it probably makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have four lines open for you, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show, .com also works. And if you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook and uh, over at Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, our stuff might get into your news feed. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter right below Donald Trump at Tab Computer Sys. You can follow us, all the crazy stuff right below. You know, we're right there. Tab Computer Sys on Twitter. They'll get it right into your news feed as well. Again, if Twitter deems it worthy, this, these days you don't even know if stuff's getting into your news feed or not or if they deem it worthy or not or, if, or it's just all crazy talk. I don't know. It probably is. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. 
And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock today, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. Four lines open on this Saturday morning. Um, I know it's gorgeous. I know it's going to be kind of a crappy week, and you're like, I'm going to enjoy the weather, Eric. Well, I got it. I'm not going to call some geek in a studio. <laughs> but we're here to help you out. Uh, feel free to get online. And uh, we'll read some news here as we wait for your calls. British Airways, um, they've had issues in the past. They have a system, and it's called the Amadeus system. And just recently, they had a huge failure uh, that caused the grounding of flights around the world. And uh, when I say just recently, it was a couple days ago. And basically, it was from their Amadeus system. And I was hoping that Matt would give us the ability to bump into that, because how often do you get a chance to play the Amadeus tune from the 80s? but uh, they uh, found that they couldn't get people on the plane because they're waiting for a load sheet. And so basically a load sheet has to do with knowing what you have for fuel weight, cargo weight, and people weight. So British Airways knew where they wanted to go. They had all the people paid for. All of them were sitting in the terminal ready to go. But this silly cloud-based system called Amadeus was down. And they couldn't print out the load sheet, so they couldn't they couldn't leave. They didn't make sure that the plane's not going to fall out of the sky because it's overweight. And this is starting to get ridiculous. Uh, we're hearing this over and over and over again about these these cloudy systems that go down, and entire entire uh, airlines or entire airports are down. Now, when we work with our customers that deal with simple things like scheduling, right, and they've got a you know, a medical billing system or, or a EHR system uh, that relies upon scheduling where you're going to have a patient walk in the door, and if your system's down, you're not going to know what the schedule is. So what do we recommend they do? Print it out. Print a couple days out ahead in advance just in case something goes down. I guess the folks at the British Airways, even though Amadeus has gone down over and over and over again, have not done that. Now, I don't know how instantaneous they're going to get that load sheet, like, you know, what did they do back in the 70s when they all did it by hand? Um, but you'd think you could print this out in advance and know if your plane's going to be too heavy or not so they could take off. That's all it is. Is my plane going to be too heavy or not? And uh, But nope, they're not preparing for that. They're all just sitting around twiddling thumbs waiting for Amadeus to come back up. And uh, I'll put the link up here for you, but you should see all the upset Twitter posts happening. What happened if Amadeus got a virus and, you know... Had to take a few days off to rest and <laughs> get well. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, these are, there's people that are just, just uh, incensed about having to be sitting around for something this, uh, this silly. So, come on, guys. I know the cloud is yeah, a great thing. but we don't thing. want to waste paper. Come on. we got well, to lower our carbon footprint. <laughs> I know there's that, but you, you got to come up with some redundancies. You can't expect the system to always be up. You're, you're kind of silly to keep thinking that it's going to always be up. You need some backups. You need to have the, some manual backups that work so that you're not relying on this. Um, what else you got, Bob? Anything else you want to bring up? Oh, yeah. I got uh, NASA aims for moon space station for living astronauts in the next 10 years. 10 years, really? Yeah. The gateway would linger in lunar orbit, making long-term missions feasible. Okay. Okay, NASA is reportedly planning to place a small uh, space station in the moon's orbit by the mid-2020s. The Lunar Orbital Platform Gateway facility mm-hmm. would make regular manned missions to the moons more feasible. USA Today reports as the private 
uh, sector companies get to the business of sending stuff into space. Nice. Now, so just, they'll be they'll be the station and let they'll let uh, SpaceX send stuff back and forth. Just uh, as a call, yeah, uh, or whatever. Uh, can you tell me when was the last time we had men on the moon? What year? Yeah, what year? Seventy four ish, seventy five ish. I don't know. Early seventies. Yeah. Maybe we can offer a prize for somebody to call. We don't have any prizes. What do you mean? We're a low budget. We're a low budget operation. Prizes. Okay. How close was I? 1972. Oh, pretty close. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it's been 72 since we put a man on the moon. And some people don't think we put anybody on the moon. We won't even go there. <laughs> well, I know where that uh, studio is. Oh, you do. <laughs> So uh, since 72. All right. Well, I remember the show Space 1999, right? Wasn't that a show where they had those? uh, I used to love that as a kid. They had more space uh, shows than you can count. We should have been up there by now. The best one was Star Trek. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, of course it was. All right. So we're going to be up there in the next 10 years, and then we'll have the new Space Force guarding it, right? Well, yeah. Isn't that where Trump's got the Space Force? (laughs) We'll have our stormtroopers up there (laughs) guarding the uh, moon base. That's good. So. There's this company, Moon Express, was founded in 2010 with the goal of scouting and mining moon for resources. It's been working to lower the cost of robotic lunar missions. Yeah. Okay. So there's more that, that's in here. But, uh, yeah, that's I great. think that that's a good idea. And it would probably be more economical to send a mission to Mars. If you hop off the moon? If you, you know, stage on the moon. Yeah. And the other thing is, as you see, that changes the strategy because during the Obama administration— uh, they wanted to send missions straight to Mars. Okay. So there's Amadeus. <laughs> of all the songs we've never got a chance to play, there's a great one to play. All right, so we're going to get to the moon uh, soon in ten years. Feel free to get online, guys. We have three lines open for you: one eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We will do our best to help you out with your computer pro- comments, questions, and concerns. We're here till eleven o'clock. Uh, so feel free to get on. Everything we've talked about has been posted, tweeted, and Facebooked. If you like us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed. And if you go to the old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com, yes, the name of the show.com, you can get there as well. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 